Blog Talk Radio. Live. Worldwide. Delivering. With your host, Jay Bartlett. For the next few minutes, Jay will be exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you are about to experience Delivering. On the Sabbath, Jesus entered the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority, not as the scribes. Now there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit. And he cried out, saying, Leave us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had convulsed him and cried out with a loud voice, he came out of him. Then they were all amazed, so they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority he commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And immediately his fame spread throughout all of the region around Galilee. Jesus was about deliverance. Early on in his ministry, earthly ministry, he did deliverance. That's one of the signs that should accompany our preaching, our teaching, our proclaiming, is the deliverance ministry. I'm here to warn you, perhaps to caution you, to inform you that when you do deliverance, and you should be doing deliverance, Jesus says, in my name you'll cast out devils. When you start doing the ministry of deliverance, when you start carrying out the works of Jesus Christ, expect disruption. And specifically, expect disruption in the deliverance ministry. The enemy is going to fight back. He's going to try to disrupt. He's going to try to discourage you, bring despair, deceive you. He wants you to be disrupted in the ministry of casting out evil, evil spirits. They don't want you doing this ministry, the evil spirits. So that's something that you need to be on guard and be on watch. But as we see in the life of Jesus, as we see in the ministry of the apostles and the early church, there was disruptions, but they were steadfast. They persevered. They were intentional. They were persistent, consistent, and thus they were able to overcome the enemy. So today, I'd like to discuss on this podcast, today, I'd like to discuss the subject of expect, expecting disruption in deliverance ministry. On today's edition of Deliverance, I'm Jay Bartlett, and I'll be here for the next few minutes 
exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance, my friends. of Deliverance with Jay Bartlett. These compelling podcasts are transformative, astounding, and inspiring. Lives are being encouraged, empowered, healed, restored, and liberated. Take a moment and support this global mission with a donation at jbartlettmissions.com. Visit the donate page and consider giving a recurring monthly donation. That's jbartlettmissions.com or call us at 877-483-5519. Thank you for your support to keep this worldwide mission alive. God has bestowed upon this global mission an extraordinary ability to gently guide individuals into the heavenly realms where thousands are encountering the risen Jesus and experiencing numerous heavenly wonders. We have, perhaps, created the world's largest video collection of testimonies of those being caught up into the third heaven and experiencing the joys, the wonders, and the glories of God's heavens. These thrilling videos from around the world demonstrate that God loves and cares for us. Taste of His powers at jbartlettmissions.com Heavenly experiences are for real. Watch and see at jbartlettmissions.com doesn't want you to carry out the ministry of deliverance, to cast out evil spirits. They want to stay. They want to stay in families. They want to stay in bloodlines. They don't want anybody coming along, driving them out, sending them to the, the abyss, stopping and, and opposing their work. Just yesterday, here in Southern California, Pasadena, pastor friend of mine and I ministered to a, a lady, 61-year-old lady. For all her life, for 61 years, she had demons. The demons boasted how at the point of conception they had entered her. And they had been there all her life for 61 years, demonically afflicted. And they 
at various times during the ministry session, they tried to disrupt. They tried to hinder the ministry. For example, at one point, we were dealing with the spirits of witchcraft in her, and outside of our window, a massive black bird appeared with the hopes of disrupting the ministry. I mean, they'll do anything, my friends. That's just one example. They'll do anything. In Acts chapter 16, we see the, the Apostle Paul. He dealt with a woman who had spirits, the spirits of divination. And we see this in Acts chapter 16. The Apostle Paul was stalked. He was actually stalked. Because it says in verse 17, this girl who had the spirit of divination followed Paul. And screaming and crying out that these referred to Paul and, the, and, his, and his friends. These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And she did this for many days. Disruption. Paul, greatly annoyed and churned and, churned and said to the Spirit, Command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. I mean, in the earthly ministry of Jesus. They wanted to kill him. They wanted to destroy him because of the miracles he did. Deliverance, healing the sick, healing the brokenhearted, raising the dead, claiming to be God, for he is God in the flesh. Expect disruption, my friends. Except, expect the enemy to strike back in a variety of different ways. And that's exactly what I want to speak about today, podcast. Now, in all the years of my global ministry, and global mission work I have participated in. I encountered something in Melbourne, Victoria some time back I had never experienced it before. <laughs> While ministering there in Melbourne, in the sanctuary of this particular church, I encountered some extreme cold. Now I'm speaking about being in the building and seeing one's breath as the cold winter weather oppressed one's body. Initially, I thought I was seeing things. It was that cold. I have ministered in very cold outdoor conditions in Eastern Europe and elsewhere in, in the midst of extreme cold, but never this cold while inside of a building. Now, what amazed me and the others on the ministry team there in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia, that nobody dared to leave despite the uncomfortable wintry conditions it was, it was astounding. On the second night, some were wearing four to five layers of clothing in an attempt to keep warm. And do you think that was a disruption to carrying out deliverance ministry? Sure. And I, I, that's what I'm trying to get at here to, today, my friends. The enemy will use anything to, to try to, to disrupt ministry to take place. I mean, it could be as bold as trying to take you out. Or what we witnessed here in Southern California yesterday during a personal ministry session, which, by the way, the woman was set free, powerfully set free, and she was caught up to the third heaven and got to meet Abba, got to meet the Savior. But a black, massive black bird appeared, tempted again to disrupt, to distract. And here in this meeting, it was extremely cold. Now, remember, we were inside the building. 
It shouldn't be. It should not have been that cold in Australia, but it was. I think there was some demonic component to it. Demons can influence temperatures. Don't be deceived. Don't think otherwise. Demons have the ability to change temperatures. They can make places extremely hot, extremely cold. They can try to do things to the weather to affect ministry settings. Well, on this night, it was extremely cold. I mean, some were wearing four to five layers of clothing in an attempt to keep warm. However, no one left. Why? Well, because the power of God. For many hours, I ministered and witnessed Jesus Christ perform mighty wonders in our midst. We conducted an all-day training session. Pleasantly surprised to see a good-sized crowd assembled to receive from the Lord. And I noticed everyone was extremely attentive and remarked that they had never heard such extensive teaching before. I taught on some intensive subjects such as dissociation, ancestral dissociation, soul invasion, and the authority that we have in Jesus Christ. Now, the majority of the attendees were interested, interested. However, there were a few who were wanting to argue on some finer points. I just refused to engage. One man in the back of the meeting hall looked as if he wanted to engage in an argument. He held his composure until the very end of the seminar. Of all times, he could have picked he, to protest the ministry and disrupt. He picked the worst of times. Allow me to explain. After the seminar, I was praying for individuals when suddenly a 72-year-old woman, a grandmother, approached me and urgently requested intervention. She shared with me with seriousness in her eyes the needs to be delivered of a spiritual entity that was, in her words, quote, bubbling up within me and pulling me down, close quote. I knew who this entity was that this woman, this grandmother was referring to. It was an evil spirit determined to destroy this woman. So I made the symbol of the cross, took some anointing oil, made the symbol of the cross on her forehead, and immediately a demonic spirit surfaced and placed her unconscious. She fell to the ground. The demons groaned and moaned. They bulged out of her eyes and revealed so much to me. We've been here for a very long time. Witchcraft was sent to her father. We decided not to go into her father, but into her, the demons revealed to me. We entered her at age 12. She was alone, so we entered her. Ah, the tender age of 12 This woman's family was being targeted by some local witches to destroy. They initially targeted the father, but then the decision was made to invade the young daughter. We also discovered the demons had brought much torment in her life. We bring arthritis, the demon said. Diabetes. Torment. That's what the evil spirit shared with me. Under command. They also revealed so much more. For so long we have tormented her, and we are now about to make her blind. Well, that's a demon for you. They want to heap on every affliction known to man. And they are sadistic, cruel, nefarious beings. No mercy. They're not benevolent. They're not kind. They're not, they do not have goodwill. They're not hoping the best for you. 
they're destructive. In fact, they're murderers. They want to kill you. But before they are able to bring about death, they would like to torment you. They're only interested, these demons, that is, in torment, destruction, placing gradual, underscore the word, gradual horrific afflictions upon a mind, upon a heart, upon a body of a human. Thus, the need for deliverance from demons, generational curses, and ancestral evil. I'm so satisfied in my heart to know that we were able to intervene in that 72-year-old woman's life there in Melbourne during that meeting. I also learned that over time, Christians have tried to intervene and pray over her. In fact, the demons even revealed this. Ah, many Christians tried to get us out, the demons told me boastfully, but they were not able to. Knowing Jesus would deliver her, I told the demons they would be entering the pit very soon. I came to understand from those who knew her that, in fact, some tried to intervene, but circumstances always prevented her from getting her the spiritual assistance she needed. Circumstances. That's interesting. Could that be another disruption? In the midst of deliverance, seeking deliverance? Sure. What I'm trying to do today is, in this podcast, trying to give you examples how the enemy can use a variety of ways. I mean, don't be so uh, – think multidimensionally. It's much more broad than you realize how the enemy can work, how he can conspire and plot against your life. He's wanting to distract. He's wanting to disrupt deliverance ministry. Those who do deliverance ministry, he wants to distract and disrupt those who are doing the deliverance, those who are needing deliverance. They'll, They'll throw all kinds of disruptions and distractions to keep your focus off God, who's your ever-present help, who's your ever-present strength, who is your ever-present refuge. He is your hope. But if they could get you your eyes off the one who could provide the hope, the deliverance, the healing, the strength, then they won, they've won some battles. So in this case, there in Melbourne, they were always the demons, that is, they were always creating havoc in this woman's life. I mean, some Christians had tried to intervene, but circumstances, and we're talking about demonic incidents, obviously, always prevented her from getting her the spiritual assistance she needed. I was about to command the demons to depart when suddenly a young man, who I just referred to earlier, was sitting in the back of the sanctuary, who was desiring to argue with me, he approached the front of the hall where we were conducting this impromptu exorcism. He not only approached the hall, the front of the hall, but came very close to where I was ministering to this woman. He began to raise his voice and protested the ministry. He began to argue and debate me. I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe it. Now, I've had some, I'll be honest, I've had some, you know, as many of you know, I've traveled the world, nearly 75 countries of the world, conducted tens of thousands of, of deliverances, exorcisms, if you will. I've had my share of protesters, dealing with protesters, infiltrators, those who want to disrupt, disruptors, who wanting to distract, 
who's wanting to to keep the ministry of deliverance from taking place. I mean, I, I'm recalling Haiti. Dozens and dozens of those involved in the voodoo religion actually trying to stop one of our nightly meetings. I mean, thousands or thousands of people were at these meetings. People were getting set free, healed, and delivered, and they were wanting to hinder us, to oppose us. I mean, it was astonishing what took place, the warfare that was taking place. In Australia, in my many trips in Australia, I've had protesters, I've had disruptors, Antichrist groups actually protest our meetings, following me around the continent with the hopes of destroying, hindering the ministry, opposing the ministry, opposing for people to getting delivered. I see it all the time, by the way. I'm just giving you a few examples. Well, here I am in Australia, not that long ago, in Melbourne, in a church service, and I was dealing with a a young man who came to the meeting wanting to disrupt as we conducted deliverance. In fact, he picked the worst of times, meaning he picked the time when I was ministering deliverance to a 72-year-old woman who, was, who the demons had placed on the ground, convulsing, manifesting violence. I couldn't believe it. Of all times to debate me. He chose a time when I was trying to intervene in this woman's life. This grandmother was on the ground having evil spirits speak out of her. And this protester, this disruptor, wanted to stop me and hinder the deliverance. Thankfully, some of the saints, including my very bold and fiery Australian mission coordinator at the time, Pastor Joan intervened and stopped the protester. <laughs> stopped the protester and rebuked him from interfering. Thank God for Pastor Joan. I mean, we had numerous people on that trip who attempted to slander me, attack me. And Pastor Joan stood her ground and stopped each and every attack from escalating. Now, nobody knew who this man was or why he was at the training seminar. He never formally introduced himself to me, and his presence raised more questions than answers. No doubt, he was another plant of the enemy wanting to attack me in this mission. As I mentioned earlier, Jesus and the apostles encountered resistance, encountered opposition constantly. Did not Jesus say? Did not Jesus say, if the world hates, hated me, they're, they're going to. They're going to hate you. That's what Jesus said. But Paul says in Romans twelve twenty one that we to respond to either to evil, we are to not take part in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. And then Romans twelve twenty one, we are to expose the darkness. Don't take any part in, it. but do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. Sometimes that goodness has to be forceful, but we respond in tough love. We respond in the compassion, the love of. Of Jesus Christ and the power of the gospel. I mean, nobody knew who this infiltrator was. Nobody knew who this man was, why he was there. But he, he tried to resist. He tried to disrupt. In a way, he did. He tried to oppose. I mean, this 
is expected, but I don't like it. At least I know the enemy sees me as a threat, a dire threat to his work. And that's good. Because I am here for Jesus Christ. And I'm here to cast out evil spirits. And I will continue to cast out evil spirits as long as God gives me breath. I'm going to cast out demons in Jesus' name. Now, when the protester was removed from that meeting in Melbourne, I was able to command the demons out of this woman. And she was powerfully, my friend, powerfully delivered from any witchcraft demons. Moreover, I should add, she shared with me, she could see clearer without her glasses. I mean, during the exorcism, we had taken off, we took off her glasses. I mean, here was another beautiful miracle of blindness being removed. I mean, we've seen cases of this taking place and someone being able to see without the aid of glasses. No glasses and freed from pain. Jesus be glorified. Jesus be glorified. Well, my friends, there's so much more I want to share with you about expecting disruption and deliverance. I'll be right back after this brief intermission. bestowed upon this global mission an extraordinary ability to gently guide individuals into the heavenly realms where thousands are encountering the risen Jesus and experiencing numerous heavenly wonders. We have, perhaps, created the world's largest video collection of testimonies of those being caught up into the third heaven and experiencing the joys, the wonders, and the glories of God's heavens. These thrilling videos from around the world demonstrate that God loves and cares for us. Taste of His powers at jbartlettmissions.com Heavenly experiences are for real. Watch and see at jbartlettmissions.com You are listening to another thrilling edition of Deliverance with Jay Bartlett. These compelling podcasts are transformative, astounding, and inspiring. Lives are being encouraged, empowered, healed, restored, and liberated. Take a moment and support this global mission with a donation at jbartlettmissions.com. Visit the donate page and consider giving a recurring monthly donation. That's jbartlettmissions.com or call us at 877-483-5519. Thank you for your support to keep this worldwide mission alive.
Welcome back to Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett. Thank you for taking a few moments to be with us as we discuss expect disruption in deliverance. Disruption in deliverance ministry. If you're about to cast out demons, and that's what Jesus did. He was about casting out demons, so we should be following his, his example. Now, I read to you at the very beginning of this podcast, Mark chapter 1, Mark chapter 1, where Jesus was in the synagogue, early on in his ministry, he began to cast out demons. Now, when he did cast the demon out, it caused, it caused people to uh, have concerns about what he was doing. They were all amazed, it says in Mark chapter 1, verse 27, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, what is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority he commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. So it, it will bother people. It will greatly concern people. When you start casting out demons, you're going to get the attention of many, many individuals. It's just the way it works. Yes, you're going to have some who will glorify God, but you're going to have many who are wanting to oppose you. It's just going to happen. It's And you've got to be ready. You've got to be expecting that. Jesus said, if they hated me, they're going to hate you. The world is not going to always be for you. They will come against you. They will, in some cases, they will seek even your death. And I want you to be prepared for persecution. I, I remember in a, another meeting, in another sitting in Australia, in Perth. In one of our public meetings, we got invaded. We were invaded and disrupted by a group of protesters, hellbent on hindering the ministry of the gospel. They yelled. They slandered. They opposed me. I mean, one night we had to have a state police officer at the entrance of the church to prevent another disturbance. I mean, it's just astonishing. And one of my last few trips to Australia, nearly every night, 90% of our meetings was protested. I was stalked, slandered. Our meetings were disrupted. We were opposed, greatly opposed. We were hindered in so many ways. But, you know, we just continued on with the ministry. We're not going to stop. We are not, because we we're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. We're not going to stop. And we will return back to Australia, and we'll hold more meetings like never before. Paul, in Second Timothy chapter 4, he was mentoring young Timothy, and, and he says in verse 14, he wrote to him, he said, Alexander, whoever this Alexander is, the coppersmith, Paul writes about how he did him much harm. May the Lord repay him according to his work. 
works, you also must beware of him, for he has greatly resisted our words. At my first defense, no one stood with me. All forsook me. May it not be charged against them. And I hold no bitterness, no anger, no resentment against any of these individuals. Just pity. Pity. But the Lord stood with me, Paul says, and strengthened me so that the message might be preached fully through me and that all the Gentiles might hear. And I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. Amen. And the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. So at the end of the day, I guess what I'm trying to get out of here is that we win with Jesus Christ. And perhaps you are listening to this podcast and you would like to know this Jesus Christ, who you could turn to. Today's the day of salvation. The one who died on the cross, the one who was buried, who rose again on the third day, who's coming back soon. He's coming back very soon. I don't know when he's coming back, but he's, his return is imminent. Now's the day to repent from your evil. Turn your life to Jesus Christ. Allow his blood, his living blood, to cleanse you from all sins. He died on the cross so you might be able to live. He took the punishment, so you wouldn't have to carry the punishment. That's great love. And he wants you to be rescued today. He loves you and he cares for you. I want you to say, Lord Jesus Christ. Because the Bible says if you confess through the mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. I want you to say, Lord Jesus Christ, save me. Rescue me. Heal me. Deliver me. Enter into my life with your love, your joy, your peace, your power, your presence. Comfort me, God. Wrap your loving arms around me. And sustain me, strengthen me for the evil days that lie ahead. I surrender and I repent and I renounce all evil. And I turn to the Savior, Jesus Christ, today, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, my friends, if you just prayed that prayer, welcome to the family of God. Please email me at privatej at gmail.com. That's privatej at gmail.com. Or j at jbartlandmissions.com. j at jbartlandmissions.com. I would love to hear from you today. We are here to serve you. And just know this. God is going to strengthen each and every one of you in the coming days. As the days become increasingly more darker and evil, Jesus will preserve you. Just what I just read just a moment ago, Paul writing to young Timothy, he'll preserve you, he'll protect you, and you will arrive safely into the heavenly kingdom. I bless each and every one of you in the name of the Father of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
This has been a production of the Good News Podcasting Network based in sunny Southern California. Feel free to contact for more information on the Deliverance Podcast at jbartlettmissions.com or call us at 877-483-5519. 